Amen. Can you do that right now? Jesus, we sing of the goodness of you. God, for all my life, you have been faithful. God, all my life, you've been so very good. You've been so kind. You've been wonderful, Lord. You've been a friend that is stuck closer than a brother. God, in darkest night, amen, there is nowhere that you will ever be that God will not be there. There is nothing that you could ever do that would keep God at bay from trying to get to where you are. He loves you that much. I said He loves you that much. That He would do whatever it takes to get to you. Goodness and mercy will run after you. Constantly pursuing after you all of the days of your life. He doesn't do that to wear you down and to keep you on the run. He does that so that when He finally catches up to you, He can wrap His arms around you. He can lift you up and restore you and renew your spirit and put joy in your heart again. Amen. I am so, so very thankful. Amen. For the goodness of God. Amen. I am thankful to be in the house of the Lord today. Amen. I really am thankful to be in the house of the Lord today. We ought not ever take this for granted. Can we, can we just thank Him that He's given us this opportunity today? Thank You, Lord, that not only are we here, God, but Your presence is very near to us right now. Amen, amen, amen. Come to tell somebody today what the Lord spoke to His people In Deuteronomy, he said, The Lord our God spake unto them, saying, You have dwelt long enough in this mount. One verse, he says, You've you've been walking around long enough. You've been in the place that you are at long enough. You've been in the depression long enough. You've been in the heartache and the trouble long enough. You've been in the darkness long enough. I feel the Holy Ghost in here today. I feel that God is reaching somebody today. 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 9, it's going to be up on the screen and you can quote it. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. And holy nation, a peculiar people, that you should show forth. Look at your neighbor said, you should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. You should show forth praises. You should lift your hands. You should let out a shout of Him because He's been that good. Because He called you out of darkness. How many of you are thankful today that He called you out? That He called you out of the chaos? That He called you out of your trouble? He called you out of that sickness and that misery? I'm thankful today that God called me out. 
Today for just a little while I want to preach to you on the subject. He called me out. He called me out. Father, we love you. God, your presence is so near to us right now. God, I don't even feel like I'm able to do what needs to be done because you are working in such a mighty way. God, if at any point in time I need to step aside so that you might have your way, God, let it be clear, oh God, to everybody in this place what you want to do today. God, you have set the groundwork. You have already wrapped your arms around us. You've already been a perfect gentleman today. God, and now we ask that you would do it again. Call us out, Lord. Call us out, Lord. Speak it plainly to us. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And everybody said, Amen. And it is so. Amen. You can be seated in the house of the Lord today. To be called out, unfortunately, has taken on such a negative meaning. People who want to fight call the other out. We come to church and we fear being called out. Oh, bless God, I'm going to go to church and the preacher is going to preach right to me and tell me of all the sin in my life and The people across the aisle are going to come lay their hands on my head and they're going to shake me until something happens and something moves. They're going to call me out today. Jesus, while so loving and so compassionate, did not have a problem calling people out. He did not have a problem calling them hypocrites and vipers and even Satan. When he met the woman at the well, though, He came with a different approach. He could have shamed her and put guilt upon her. And while he did not hold back any punches, he knowing she did not have a husband, tells her to go home and tell her husband. And she sits there and she says, well, I I don't have a husband. And he said, well, I know this. And even the man you're with right now is not your husband. I know how many husbands you've had. I know all about your past. I know all the things that you've ever done. And I want you to know that I still need something from you today. And I want you to know that you still need something from me today. It doesn't matter who you used to be. It doesn't matter the mistakes that you've made. But I've came here with a purpose today. I went out of my way and came to this spot for one person. Maybe God is just reaching one today. But I believe in the Holy Ghost. God has come today to call somebody out of where you've been. Maybe you've been hiding. Maybe you've been there in guilt and shame. Maybe you've been going outside the city because of who you are. And you don't want anybody to see you. And that's the lot that you've been given. But when he meets this woman, he tells her all about her past. But that did not matter. The only thing that matters is that he went out of his way to find her and to call her out. He left all that he had to go over there and call that woman out. And she no doubt probably felt a little bit ashamed. She probably felt that sting of guilt and what we call conviction. 
She probably heard his voice and saw his eyes and was gripped with that guilt. But as she sat there, that is the very thing that got her attention was that he came and he spoke so lovingly and he spoke so kindly and he came all the way to talk to her who was a Samaritan. She should have been scum. They had no dealings with one another. But he said, I want you to know that I have come here to call you out to let you know you don't have to go back to the old way you don't have to be who you used to be but there's a brighter day ahead if you will just answer my call and the woman though she felt guilt and though she felt shame she didn't leave saying come see a man who told me how great I'm going to be she didn't say would you come I finally found a preacher that will let me keep living the way that I'm living I found found somebody that will sugarcoat it for me and will make it good so I can go to that church. No, she said, I have finally found somebody that was willing to tell me how it is. I finally found somebody that was willing to say, here is the truth. You're lost and you need to be saved. Here is the truth. I have a way and I am that way. If you would drink from this water, you would never ever thirst again she could have sat there and don't preach to me preacher don't come acting like you know all about my life don't act like you know where I've been at she could have came with that attitude and that mindset but when Jesus came and he spoke to her It was like that moment she had been waiting for her whole life had finally arrived. And that was the moment that she was finally able to be called out of her past. And finally able to escape the pain. I'm not worried about what I want to hear. I want to be called out. I'm not worried about the preacher tickling my ear. I want to be called out. Because you see, I've been in dark places. I've been in places that I don't know how to find my way out. I've been in situations where I don't know what to do. And so I need Jesus to come to my well. I need Jesus to visit Greater Life Church. I need Jesus to be present in my home. Because I don't know what to do. I can't do it by myself. I need Jesus to show up and call out to me and tell me to come out from where I've been and walk into his marvelous light and walk in newness of life and walk in his mercies that are new every morning. Hear me this morning. The devil has an agenda. The devil has an agenda. Well, I have one too. And my agenda is to make hell mad. My agenda is to go against the grain and to go against the norm and to go against what the world is saying. I'm not interested in what the world is saying. I want to know what thus saith the Lord. What are you wanting to speak to me? I know out there they're trying to appease this flesh. But if I just obey my flesh, then I'm going to be damned. But if I obey the Spirit, then I'm going to have everlasting life. So God, what would you 
speak to me today. Tell me whatever you need to tell me. Convict me, oh God. Speak truth into my soul. If I'm walking the wrong way, please tell me. If I'm caught up in something that I shouldn't be caught up in, please tell me. If I'm doing something that's going to mean I'm lost, please tell me. I see that lifeguard standing out there on the top of that post, looking out and seeing danger and warning them and them just waving it off. I'm having fun. I came to the beach to have fun. I came out here to enjoy the sunshine. I came out here to enjoy all that's going on. But there's somebody out there with babies. There's somebody out there that does care if their life is lost. There is somebody out there that is looking for a lifeguard to say, Hey, there's danger where you're at. There's trouble where you're at. There's darkness out in this world. And so I'm calling you out of that darkness. I'm calling you out of those waters I'm trying to save your soul this woman said tell me what I need to hear oh my God if that could be our heartbeat every time we come into the house of God Lord I want to hear what I need to hear what would you like To say to me today. God not what I want to hear. Because what I want to hear. Comes through this flesh. What I want to hear. Is just something that's going to entertain me. And please me. And make me feel good. And so perhaps the only way for me to really hear. Is for this flesh to die. Is for this flesh to hit rock bottom. And say you you can't really hear what God is trying to say. Unless you die. If Jesus doesn't say what she needs. If Jesus doesn't go to her and tell her what she needs to do to change her life. Then she goes back to the same situation. She goes back to the same mess. And she goes back with the same water pot. But instead he came to call her out. And she left the water pot there. And she ran and told everybody. I finally found somebody. To tell me the truth. In John chapter 11. Jesus finds out his friend is sick and dying. We know that Jesus was four days late. We know that, but sometimes we pass over the fact that verse 6 says, He abode two days still in the same place where He was. He stayed there, and He tells them, Lazarus is sleeping, but I'm going to wake him up. Jesus' disciples assume Lazarus was only getting rest and napping, and they said, Lord, if, if he's sleeping, that sounds pretty good to me. Just leave him alone. He's doing well. I wish I was sleeping. The truth is there are some that don't understand the severity of your situation. There are some people that don't know how bad off you really are. There are some people that don't understand how big the trouble actually is. And maybe, just maybe, God is not spilling all the beans right now because you don't need to know. You don't have to know all that's going on. You're not even there yet. But God really does know right where I am. For the Bible says Jesus was not even there yet. 
The last Jesus had heard was in verse 3, where they told him Lazarus was sick. But he knows my situation. Even though he may not be present in body and flesh, he knows right where I am. He knows exactly what's happened to me. He knows exactly what's going on. Don't you for one second feel like he doesn't know where you are. Even though it may seem like he's nowhere to be found, he knows right where you are. He knows the condition of your soul. He knows the trouble, the death that you've been facing, the sickness that has destroyed you. He knows about it all. But his disciples did not know all of that. and They didn't quite grasp this concept. And so Jesus finally looks over at them and he says, Lazarus is dead. It got real. I want you to understand now, it's as bad or worse as you've been thinking. That all the trouble that he's gone through is worse than any of us could have ever imagined. I'm not even there yet, but I'm telling you, I know. I know where he's at. I know what situation he's in. And he's dead. And I'm glad for your sakes that I was not there. To the intent that you may believe. Nevertheless, let us go unto him. Martha hears he's coming and approaches him and says, I know even now that you are able to do miracles. I know that you're able to see him live again. I know it will happen. Whatever you ask of God, it's possible. I know that. Jesus says, thy brother shall live again. And Martha said, oh yes, I, I believe that resurrection day, he will rise again. Well, hold on, you just said that you know, even now, that that's possible. But now you're saying you believe that then it will be possible. So which is it? Do you know right now? Or do you know that, you know, maybe someday it might happen? Do you know even now or do you believe that then it's going to happen? But thanks be to God that he showed up and he was going to do whatever he wanted to do anyways. Thanks be to God that he said, I'm glad for your sakes because I'm on a mission. And I'm not just on a mission to call one out of a tomb. I'm on a mission to call all of these unbelievers and all of these doubters and all of these with questions out of their questions and out of the darkness that they've been in. And I'm going to start opening some eyes one way or another. I'm going to get them to the place where they start believing Again, he was on a mission to call somebody out. And he's been bombarded by this one and that one. And Well, don't you know he's already dead? Don't you know you're late? Don't you know if you had only been here, if you'd only shown up a few days ago, you could have came and you could have done something different. And don't you know you failed him? And don't you know you've let your friend down? And negativity and negativity and critical spirit, critical spirit. Isn't it amazing when God shows up to do something great, there's always negativity and always critical spirit and always somebody wanting to throw a wet blanket on your burning passion. But you hear me, I'm thanks. 
thankful to God today that he said, I'm not even listening to that. I'm on a mission. I'm going to call somebody out at Greater Life Church today. I'm on a mission to get right down to where they are and speak to them. I'm not worried about this one. I'm worried about that one. I'm not worried about this one's attitude. I'm worried about that one. The one that's looking for me. The one that doesn't know what to do. The one that is dying and even dead. He said, I'm glad for your sake. So now you can see for yourself that I am still who I say I am. I can still do things that you thought were impossible. I am still the I am. He wants them to take him to the tomb. And many say, oh, oh, how he loved his friend Lazarus. Others said, the man who opened blinded eyes, surely, surely he could have allowed his friend to live. Surely he could have stepped up and done something. They are sitting there in their ways thinking he wanted to go and lay some flowers outside of his grave. Some of you feel like the only reason God has shown up today is to bid someone here farewell and to leave some flowers at their grave. Oh, he's not here to really do anything. He's just here to mourn. God's just here to be upset. God's just, no, God is here to work. God is here to speak. God is here to move. God is here on purpose today. God has you here for a purpose today. Maybe you did come in negative. Maybe you did come in with question. But God said, that's all right. I'm glad for your sake. I'm glad that you're here today. I'm glad that you showed up. Because before we all leave, every one of you is going to have a different opinion. Every one of you is going to be thinking things a little differently. But he looks at the men and he says, roll away the stone. Oh, but Jesus, he's been dead for four days. By now he stinketh. Jesus, you should have come earlier if you were going to try to be a hero. You missed your grand opportunity. You should have swept in right as he was about to pass away and then spoke that word over him. But now he's already dead and decaying. Jesus, we have him wrapped up in grave clothes. He is dead. And I'm certainly glad that God does not pay attention to our comments. I'm glad sometimes he just flat out ignores us and does what he does best. I'm glad that when we come in and we're in the molly grubs and we can't even lift our hands, that his sweet presence just comes and lifts your spirit and lifts your head. And he says, come on, weary one, lift your head. Come on, those of you that are weak. I know you didn't come in here expecting this today, but I'm here to do a work today. If I were Lazarus in there, and I was all wrapped up in my grave clothes. And they had me bound. And I had been sick for so long. And I had died. And now been in there four days. And on the outside, I hear people, church people, believers of God saying, leave him be. He's too far gone. He's already dead. He already stinks. He's a lost cause. Don't you know 
that if Lazarus could have moved in his body in that moment, he would have been literally rolling over in his grave saying, would somebody tell them to be quiet? Would somebody tell them to hush? Would somebody tell them they don't know like I know how badly I need him? They don't know how badly I need God to come call me out. They don't know this darkness ever since that door closed ever since death came I've been in utter darkness you don't know how badly I need him to come and call me out oh but you might offend him he might come out and not look his best he might come out and stink a little bit because of where he's been he might come into the house of God looking a little rough because of all that he's been a part of the last few days. That's all right. That's why I'm here. Because he's been in darkness. He's been in death. And Lazarus is in there saying, I just want to be free. I just want out of this tomb. I just want out of this death. I don't want to die like this. I don't want to go out like this. Let there be people on the outside that say, come on Jesus. I'll show you where they're at. Come Come on, Jesus. Let's go call another one. Come on, let's go save another one. Let's go tell somebody else what they've done and how they can be set free. God doesn't come and read a report of all your failures so that you're ashamed and so that you run and hide and you're guilty and where you start backing up and say, oh, no, no, no. Preacher, I'm leaving. If you calling stuff out today, I'm walking out the door. But Jesus is saying, no, I want you to look in the mirror. And I want you to really see what you're doing and how damaging it could be to your soul. I want you to see that if you keep going down this path, it's going to lead to destruction. I'm trying to send out a warning to you that if you do not come out of where you are, that you're going to be lost for eternity. I don't know about you, but I'm thankful that I still feel conviction in my spirit. I'm so thankful that I still feel God poking me and pressing me when my spirit is out of alignment and God brings me back into the house of God and shows me the error of my ways and shows me my attitude and shows me my wrongdoings and says, I'm, I'm doing this so that you will come to an altar. I'm doing this so you can get back in alignment with me. I'm doing this so you can get back in the favor and the flow of the anointing. I'm doing this because I love you and I want to see you saved. The people on the outside, they don't get it. They don't know where you're at. You can tell your family, you can tell your spouse, you can tell your therapist, you can tell your pastor, you can tell everybody in the world where you're at and they still won't know. And they still won't get it. Because until you are the one in that tomb. Until you are the one bound in those grave clothes. Until you are the one that's been pronounced dead for days. You don't know like I know how badly I need God to call me out. You can quit complaining and do what he said. Well the preacher's meddling today. Jesus came stirring the graveyard up. Keep on stirring, Jesus. Keep on preaching, Jesus. Keep on telling me what I need to do to be saved. You're preaching to me today. Keep calling people out. Come on, preacher. Keep calling me out. 
We all know the status. We all saw the flat line. We all know how long I've been in here. Now either step up and be a part of this or I'm going to need you to step away. I don't need doubters right now. I need determination. I don't need a pity party right now. I need a prayer meeting. I don't need you coming in here doubting and and not knowing what's going to happen. I need determination on the outside that says, oh, God is here. And when God shows up, anything is possible. What are you going to do today, Jesus? Who are you going to call out today, Jesus? Who are you going to pull out of darkness today? Go ahead, Jesus. Call me out of the grave. Call me out of death. Call me out of my situation. Call me out of depression. Call me out of anxiety. Call me out of this sickness that have had me bound, Lord. Call me out. I don't care how long I've been in this state. If you're calling me, I'm coming out. If you're giving me that opportunity today to walk out of this grave then I am running out of this grave. If you are giving me the opportunity to take off these grave clothes, then I'm going to take every single one of them off and say no more. I'm not going to be bound anymore. I'm not going to have that stench of yesterday on me anymore. God, if you're giving me an opportunity, I should have never had these clothes on in the first place. I should have never been here in the first place. But you came to work wonders and you came to turn somebody's life around and you came to call me out of darkness into marvelous light and now I'm going to show forth the praises now I'm going to shout now I'm going to tell everybody what God did for me come see a man come to Greater Life Church we'll tell you what you need to do God will be there God will move In your midst. The Bible says Jesus cried with a loud voice. And said, Lazarus, come forth. And I don't believe that he had to yell that loud for Lazarus to hear him. I don't think he had to cry out with a loud voice so it would penetrate the tomb and get into that dead man's ears. I believe he did it for all of the haters and all of the negative ones that were around saying, it can't be done. What are you doing? You're wasting your time. And Jesus said, all right, I hear you. You're being really loud right now, but I'm going to have to cry out a little louder than all of this. Come out from where you've been. I'm not worried about them. I'm not here for them. I'm here for you. And I'm here for you. And I'm here for you. I've come to call you out today. I've come to reach out to you today, Lazarus. Then John says, He that was dead came forth. He that was a lost cause stepped out of the aisle and started coming to the front with hands lifted. He that had been bound by an addiction for a long time came out and started getting loose of those grave clothes and saying, no more. 
I'm not going to be held down by that any longer. Somebody is here today and God has shown up and God has come and he says, come on, show me where he's at. Show me where he's at so that I can get down to where he's at and call out to him and tell them to get out of that place. Not so they'll be embarrassed, not so that they'll be ashamed, but so that they can come out of the grave that they've been bound in so that they can come out of the place that's had them addicted and had them caught up in all of the enemy's webs. Come out, Lazarus. Come out. Come out. Come out and show forth those praises. Let's stand all over this house. God doesn't just call us out. He cleans us up. He says, loose him and let him go. He said, come out from among them and be ye separate. I'm here to call you out of that world that you've been living in. Some of you, your neighbor can hardly stand by you today because there's a stench about you. Because you've been out in the world. That's all right. That's all right. We're not here to shame anybody today. We're here to tell somebody, you can leave clean today. You can leave free today. You can leave those grave clothes at an altar today. You can shout yourself out of those grave clothes. If nobody's going to help you get out of them, then you just start moving until they start falling off. If nobody's going to be there, then you just keep waiting on God. He's going to make a way. John 15, he said, I chose you out of this world. You can call me nice. You can call me a Christian. You can call me a friend. I can call myself free and I can call myself clean. I can even call myself delivered. But the only way any of that is going to happen is if He calls me out. If He will show up to where I'm at and say, I love you enough that I'm not going to let you stay in there. I love you enough that I'm not going to let all the critics keep me from doing what I want to do in your life. I love you enough that I'm not even going to worry about what your own family members think. I love you enough that I'm coming to speak to you and to call you out. And to tell you the way you've been living is not the best life. The way that you've been living isn't the way that I want you and need you to live. Even when others have pronounced you dead. It ought to never offend us. When God shows up and begins dealing with things in our life, God has been convicting me of some things and showing me some things, and I pray that He keep doing that. Because as we get closer to that day, I don't want to just see what I can do to get by. I want to say, God, what can I lay aside so that I can get closer to You? Because all of these things are just weights that are going to weigh me down and slow me down and keep me distracted and keep me blinded. God, help me to see the error of my ways. Tell me if I'm doing something wrong. Tell me in your word if there's something I need to change. Tell me while I'm on my knees praying, Son, you're doing this and this, and I really wish you wouldn't do that. You're caught up in this, and I wish... Keep doing that. Please keep doing that, because my soul depends on it. My life depends on it. That's why that woman that day was not mad or angry or upset, because salvation is on the line. She was saying, Thank God somebody showed up and told me what I needed to do. 
We ought to be thankful that God still uses men of God to deliver words to us when we are sick and dying and even spiritually dead. We're buried and we are in grave clothes when everyone else around has given up on us. When others have lost hope in me, Jesus can still show up into a church and He can find me in my grave. He can find me in the sin and the shame. He can come down that aisle. He can walk down your pew. Even though there's a crowd of people, He can find that one and says, that is the one in the tomb today. That is the one I've come to reach for today. That is the individual. He let them bury you so He could revive you. He let them doubt so that they could again believe. We want the preacher to preach to us, but we don't want him in our business. No, get in my business, preacher. Tell me what I need to do to be saved. Tell me the truth. The truth is... The Bible says in 2 Timothy 4, this is in the Passion Translation, he said, For the time is coming when they will no longer listen and respond to the healing words of truth because they will become selfish and proud. They will seek out teachers with soothing words that line up with their desires. I'm going to look around until I find a church that will tell me what I want to hear. I'm going to find a church that that doesn't make me feel uncomfortable. That doesn't tell me all the things I'm doing wrong. Jesus, I appreciate you showing up to the well today, but you got too much into my business. That's our world today. Don't you tell me how to live. Don't you tell me what to do, Don. My God. Call me out, Lord. Call me out, Lord. They don't know. They don't know how bound I really am. They don't know how dead I really am. They don't know this place that I am in today. Hear me this morning, Greater Life Church. There may be some days that preaching seems heavy. There may be some days that the preacher might even seem angry. But hear me, it is not anger towards you. It is anger towards an enemy and his agenda that would try to hurt these sheep and would try to take out these people. And there ought to be some more people that would step up and say, Not here. It's going to be over my dead body before you get to this one. It's going to be over my dead body before you get to that one. I don't care what you've come to do. God has called us out of darkness. And you're not dragging them back into darkness. He brought us into marvelous light. That we might show forth the praises of Him. He did it so we would praise Him. He did it so that we would rejoice. Ezekiel 33 said, But if the watchman, if he see the sword come and blow not the trumpet, if he doesn't call you out and tell you what he sees, if he's that lifeguard looking out and he just sits there and says, Well, I've tried so many times, but they don't listen. 
I've tried to call them out, but they're not coming. I've tried to tell them that they need to come to an altar and they need to get their life back. If the watchmen see the sword come and blow not the trumpet and the people be not warned, the sword will come and take any person from among them and he is taken away in his iniquity. But his blood will be required at the watchman's hand. So you see if the preacher or the man of God comes behind this pulpit and you feel like he's calling you out and you feel like he's getting into something that you're currently going through. Maybe you talk to the man of God or maybe God talked to the man of God. But we don't, we don't want to hear the error of our ways. We don't want to get uncut. We don't want anybody messing our style up. But you don't understand if God gives our pastor a mandate, if God shows that evangelist a sword that might be coming against you, and he comes and he speaks a word to you, and he comes and tells you what you're going through, and he tells you all of this stuff, it's not so that you get defensive. It's not so that you get angry. It's because God has shown him something that could potentially harm you and take you out. And if he does not speak what God gave him, your blood will be on his hands. So when the preacher comes, tell him, preach to me. Tell me, pastor. Tell me, brother Landon. Tell me, brother Starks. Tell me what I need to hear. Tell me what's going to save me. Tell me what it's going to take. There are people out there in our world today that are tired of being told lies. They're tired of things being sugar-coated because they keep finding themselves in the same mess. There are people that are coming to Brother Dwayne's Bible study that are sitting there and they want to know what is truth? What, what do I need to do to be saved? What's it really going to take? What are they asking? They're asking somebody, please come call me out. Somebody, please save me somebody please help me come out from where I've been I'll tell you what I want today if you have been called out then I want you to show forth the praises of him that has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light and if you are in darkness today or you're in a tomb and you're in grave clothes today. Don't be embarrassed. Please don't be embarrassed. Don't be shy. Don't be timid. This is your salvation on the line. You ought not care what anybody thinks. You ought not care what anybody thinks about your grave clothes. If you're desperate and you're ready to be set free today, then I'm calling out to you that are in a tomb today. That you step out of the aisle and you come down to this altar and you say, I don't care who sees. I don't care who knows. God, I need to come out of this darkness. I need to come out of this depression. I need to come out of this circumstance. I need you to break this addiction I need you to break this curse I need you to get into my family's business God right now I've come out Lord I'm coming out Lord I'm coming out Lord don't stop calling me don't stop preaching to me don't stop reaching for me 
Hatarabo Kosakata, Hilababa Yakotabo Yosakata.